everybody, welcome back to Feedback Loop. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Joey. And this Fortnite, this episode, we're picking a winner. We're crowning a king, as we do here now for the past. A stomp pop king. A stomp pop king, as it were. Um, I have a controversial decision. I listened to oh both my. these albums today. In full. I love them both so much. They're both just really good albums. I really like both of them. I think, this is my opinion, and you can feel free to fight for whichever one you think. I think we both win. You think we both, both win? They're, they're both very different. Which I guess you wouldn't expect for a genre metal, right? You'd expect something kind of in the same wheelhouse. But Stomp Pop, again, is, is kind of a little vague. And the, the guidelines are kind of blurred. I really like, you brought to the table uh, Pyramid's Brightest Darkest Day. And it's got these really nice, like, dark, sad boy, kind of like, almost a gothic, like, electro rock vibe that, that really suits the Cold Winter vibes. And it kind of gives me, like, some, like, hole and, like, Mars Argo kind of kind of vibes there. And I really, really enjoy that album a lot. And then the EP that I put forth, uh, Bear Cavalry's Purice, Purice, still can't say it. As foretold in the last episode, I think I said that I would not learn how to pronounce it. I did not. But it, it captures... It, it still feels like Stomp Pop, but it's from a different angle. And it's more bright and more, like, proggy. So yeah. I feel like... I feel like they both win for different reasons. And if, if you have a good reason to, to lean one way or the other, I'm fine with that. But I think they're both very enjoyable albums. And I, I, I just win this week because I got two two cool new albums. Well, I like your outlook on this, Jeremy. <laughs> I was having a hard time this week because not only did you... You gave me not just one pick, but you gave me two picks. Because you, you gave me a Joey pick as well, that Aqueduct I, I album. Which, I'm going to go ahead and throw this out here. I thought I had heard Aqueduct before, and I probably mm-hmm. have, but I had never heard the album that... It was I Sold Gold, right? That album? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I, I wanted to make sure I wasn't listening to the wrong album this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I liked that more than I liked the Bear Cavalry album. Interesting. But when it comes to the uh, the competition that we have going on, right? I was at I was at a crossroads because the Pyramids album, the brightest darkest days. Um, I feel like I I liked it a lot, mm-hmm. but I feel like I liked it for reasons that I couldn't put into the category of stomp pop, and then pur- purists. Puris, <laughs> that album. Um, the first time I listened to it, the first two songs didn't immediately hit me in a yeah. way, but the third and fourth songs on it, um, what was it called? Expensive Bracelet. That's the third song on the album. Yeah. Um, I just really, I, by that time, I was vibing with the album. And then whenever Trail Dust and Good Water came in, it had like the these trumpets. sweet horns on it. Yeah. Like, it was just, it was, I feel like your album, as much as I like my album, fits Stomp Pop more. So, if I, I was... Know, it feels, to me, my pick felt more akin to, like, prog rock, like, modern, not, like, hardcore prog or anything, not like anything grandiose, 
like a lot of prog rock, but there's there's a lot of kind of like math rock kind of like fast technical chops on, yeah. on the guitar stuff that that felt maybe it it might be pushing out of the pop zone, I suppose, because pop is usually very like simple, I guess, as as a rule in yeah. my mind at least. Whereas the Pyramids album kind of like I mean yeah it's kind of like an electro it's kind of like a rock dealio but the kind of just pop pop is so amorphous yeah right pop rock in general is just like it can be anything as long even as the it, candy. as long as it's catchy right and yeah I feel like I feel like your album might be catchier than the Bear Cavalry EP but I again I just love them both so much I even listened to the the bonus track Mozart Hurricane um, on the Bear Cavalry EP and it's just like it's good I just really enjoy that EP what the fuck bonus track that wasn't on Spotify yeah Spotify. I, t- I told you this last week you did it tell was, me it was or last episode it was a four episode or a four track EP that we discovered but there was, there was a fifth track that I hadn't heard um but so so maybe that changes the game a little that, but that's what I get for not listening to it that night because the next <laughs> yeah. day I had forgotten that you yep. said that and I just listened to the four tracks. But yeah. for the sake of the fact that I also want to have that sweet, sweet Discord title, I'm going to go with We Both Win. <laughs> <laughs> okay, We Both Win. We are both luxurious kings this episode, this fortnight. And for the next uh, two weeks, we have an exclusive trophy that only Joey and I will see. Hell yeah. And I guess I other like people in, in the Discord. But chances are, those people aren't listening to this episode. <laughs> no. So it, it's basically just us two. We're the only ones that are going to know. So with that out of the way, I guess we're going to get into our, our normal shit. What else have you been listening to? Uh, okay. Right off the bat, something that took me by surprise. Gold Panda has a new album called The Work. And uh, I've been vibing to it. It's been really nice. I've been... Uh, playing a lot of risk of rain lately and and it's been a really nice album to just like put on in the background while i'm playing and just get lost to his last album i think it was called like reflections or on reflections reflection yeah uh something like that he did it with two other artists which like it was a good album but it didn't hit the same gold panda spot that that i'm used to whenever i listen to gold panda this album the work is what it's called. I think I like it more than good luck and do your best, which was the album that we did an episode on. Right. My personal favorite, uh, gold Panda albums are lucky shiner and companion. And I would put this one, if not on the same level, almost there as lucky shiner and companion. So that's exciting. It's been nice. It's been real nice. It's real fun to get, a really strong new album from a band that you love that hasn't put out like highest quality work in a while. Like Chevelle yeah. is an example of that for me. And I've actually had that on my list of things to ramble about this week. And and I've been a fan of Chevelle for a long time, but after like sci-fi crimes and like hats off to the bull, they kind of had a lull in the albums that wasn't great. And then 2020 they dropped, um, was it twenty or was it last year? I don't know. Horatius dropped, and uh, I think I talked about it a little bit on the podcast. Um, it came out shortly after we did the episode on sci-fi crimes, but that album was one of those albums for me. We're just like, yes, this is the the quality of Chevelle music that I wanted. So that's fun. 
Um, Hell yeah. And in another related note that you were talking about with um, wanting, having good video game music, I guess, for like kind of like an action y thing, um, I went back to Mr. Bill's Phantasmagoria, which I plugged not too long ago, maybe an episode or two back. Um, but I was playing, I've been playing Battlefield 2042 <laughs> with Adam, which is just chaos. I mean, it's a Battlefield game. It's a shooter, right? And yeah. so getting some like good electronic music to play while you're just kind of like in the zone, just shooting shit is just like such a good pairing. And I think that that Mr. Bill album really shined as like a the perfect like video game background noise uh album so i listened to that a whole bunch in the past fortnight just just like as background noise and it really worked for me dude i i gotta say like hearing that and then like just having experienced that myself Mm -hmm. playing video games like it makes me wonder if uh I guess the rise in like electronic music and synth wave and stuff has to do with more people playing video games and more people looking for music to play in the background while they play video games or like the, the yeah. a shift of music going from like an activity to like something to have on all the time because I I wasn't alive in the 60s or the 70s but like <laughs> if you had like a vinyl or something that you put that on and that's like right. a th- a thing like yeah, it's that's just the event. Yeah, but like now, you just have music on, which you had like the radio and stuff. I'm sure you had back, but that's like radio, pop, whatever. Like now, there's just the ability to access music literally no matter what you're doing. And I wonder if that has an impact on music that's, I guess, more background focused or at least more atmospheric and more geared towards creating a vibe. Yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously, like, there's a bigger discussion to be had there about, like, the convenience of music nowadays and how easy it is to access and and how that affects, you know, the value of it and, like, the landscape, I guess, as, like, you're suggesting that, like, yeah, I would, I would love to have someone smarter than us do, like, an actual, like, a well-spoken, well-read kind of, like, research essay or paper or something about the influence of video games on consumer music because yeah. like i mean video games already have soundtracks yeah like that's a thing and and risk of rain specifically chris christodoulou has uh, he he puts together some really amazing work yeah for 10 out of 10 music. i feel bad yeah. listening to other music while yeah. i'm playing risk of rain <laughs> but we still do it yeah right? and, and that's the thing is that like it it helps set an atmosphere having a game soundtrack but after a while, especially for shooters, I think, at least in my experience, shooters typically are the ones that it's just like, okay, like, I get it. I, I've heard this music and I'm yeah. playing this game for, you know, the 200th hour that I've had this game. So, like, let's, let's spice it up. Let's listen to something. Because, again, listening to music is just enjoyable by itself. And playing a game is just enjoyable by itself. So I'm kind of mixing those and finding albums and sounds and stuff that really pair well together, like The Risk of Rain and uh, the Gold Panda album that you were talking about, like Battlefield and the Mr. Bill thing. Like, it, it just, it, it's, it's a fun collaborative experience. And yeah. it's somewhat, like, unique because there's not, I mean, not that I'm the only one who's ever listened to Mr. Bill while playing Battlefield, but, like, it, it's, it's a personalized, like, combination of things 
right? That not everyone's getting that experience. Everyone else that's playing Battlefield against me or with me isn't listening to the same album as me. And that's kind of fun in itself. Yeah, that is a good point. Like, that's something I loved about, um, like, Tony Hawk's Underground, to bring up an example. Not yeah. only did it have a banging soundtrack of songs that I would listen to. Licensed like, music. Yeah, like, it's licensed music. It's songs that some of them I knew before Tony Hawk. Some of them are great songs by bands that I learned through the Tony Hawk series. I mean, I know people talk about Tony Hawk soundtrack because it introduced a lot of people to music that they wouldn't have heard otherwise. But I liked specifically about like Tony Hawk underground. And I think they did this in pro skater Four. you could go in and select different songs that you wanted played or like you could kind of make your own playlist that you would then play to. And that was always a cool thing. So like that customizability is definitely like I feel like part of it. It has to be, and yeah, I feel it, like it adds a layer to the experience. Yeah, it's that's, super that's cool. Fucking fun. Video games are cool. Listening to music's cool. Doing them both at the same time is twice as cool. Exactly. It's, it's just it can't. It cannot get worse than that. Um, have you been listening to anything else exciting over the past? Um, I listened to a new album. By a band. Well, it's not an it's not a new album. It's a new to me album that I've heard a couple of songs off of here and there, and I've tried to listen to it a few times, but never really like gave it a fair shot. It was always like I didn't have enough time to fully devote any time to paying attention to the album. But the the album is called The Things We Lost in the Fire, and the band is uh called Low, and it's an album from two thousand and one. And it's like a, one of those slow core, slow rock, whatever, that type of, I, I guess you could call it like stoner rock, but it's not like the stoner metal rock that you would hear in like the later 2000s where it's really super chuggy and detuned. Right. But this one, it was just, it was really nice. It hits, um, I guess, some of the same vibes that I really appreciate Pile for, mainly in the pacing of the of the of the music because yeah. something i really appreciate about pile is that they're not afraid to just kind of like let the music land wherever it is whether that be slow whether that be fast whether that be just like you're expecting one thing and you get another or you feel like oh maybe this should have ended already but it didn't because it fits the yeah. music i like just stuff like that and i feel like this this album came out in 2001 and i feel like it had elements of that that i that i didn't really hear and maybe i wasn't listening for it in other albums that i've heard from around that time but i feel like it had a very unique quality to it in the sense that they really just let the music kind of do its own thing and it it worked out for them i really liked it that sounds very appealing to me and i'm pretty <laughs> sure i've heard of the band before, yeah. but I, I don't recognize any of the songs that I'm looking at here or any, any of the albums. Um, so I will definitely be checking that out in the near future. I feel like I haven't checked out any new music over the past uh, couple weeks. Except get for, on there's it. one exception. I just, I don't know, I've been like in this comfort zone kind of deal where I'm just listening yeah. to things that, I, that I'm familiar with. And, and I think my excuse for this, which has not actually been present in my mind, but I'm going to say my excuse for this is that the, the, the year's coming to an end and yeah. sooner or later soon, actually we're going to, we're going to be getting together our album of the year lists, our top five, our five albums of 2022. 
um, which I was going to talk about towards the end of this, but I, I, I think maybe that's subconsciously in my mind. That's what I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to say. So I've just been listening to things that I've already enjoyed. Um, I haven't done a whole lot of new things. There was one album recently. I think it was just last night that I actually checked it out. Um, and this was Mac Miller's album, mm. Circles. I think I asked you about your opinion on Mac Miller. Yeah. Uh, previously last week or something. Uh, or maybe it was just earlier this week. I don't know. But um, I'm still not into it. So yeah. Mac Miller, we, we Joey and I have a friend named Levi. And he he's like, he's in the pop. That's his thing. That's his like home space for, for music. When Mac Miller died, uh, Levi suggested that I check out one of his albums. It might have been Circles. Uh, Circles came out after he died, I'm pretty sure. Or no, How maybe it was soon like soon after though, because I feel well, I feel like it was around, or maybe it was swimming. It was swimming. That swimming, I yeah. I was maybe about to say he had swimming. I don't know. There's so many albums there, but anyways, Levi's like, hey, like Le- Levi's also really into like posthumous content, and like then, the Twenty Seven Club type stuff. Yeah, he's like yeah. super into like the death of a of a musician or a celebrity bringing like life to their work or whatever which i mean whatever that's i'm not judging him for it 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 is what it is but he was so he was super into mac miller at the time and he's like hey like you need to check this out i think we'll get just like instrumentally even just like from a production standpoint and i remember i listened to it back then and i couldn't get into it because he was so mumbly yeah it's very hard he he just has a very like quiet and like just it, it sounds like he has marbles in his mouth for a lot of it, and I don't know how he spoke. I don't know if that's just his how like physically his his voice came out or whatever, but it just I don't, it drove me insane. Um, so I asked Joey about it because I don't know why it popped back into my mind recently. But I asked Joey what he thought of it, and Joey, you, you recommended Circles. You're like, yeah, like into that album. So I put that in my library as a backlog as something to do if the mood struck me, and then yeah. the mood struck me last night. <laughs> Um, cause I was just like, I was in a hip hop mood and I was like, Oh, well, this will be a good, a good time to like check out Mac Miller. So I, I put on circles. I did not finish the first track. Oh my God. Again, I just, I can't do it. There's just something about it that like the mumbling really bothers me. And it, it, it I don't care how good the production is. Yeah. I'll never know because I'm just like focusing on like, what is this guy saying? Is he saying anything? And like he has a reputation, everyone loves Mac Miller. Everyone, everyone praises Mac Miller for his, his lyricism and, and for just like being real, from what I've heard. But which which sounds like it would appeal to me. But I just the fact that I can't I can't hear what he's saying and I can't like yeah, it's not it's not working for me. I feel it. Like there's definitely. I don't know if I would call it mumbly. But he definitely does does not enunciate, which yeah. I guess is mumbling. It's kind of like <laughs> slurred and like mumbled. Yeah. It's just kind of like I don't know. It's like a just a loaf, just a loaf of language. Yeah, he. Um, I I listened to him a whole lot when I was in high school, of course, because I was sure. I was fucking that guy. Like I was out there listening to like you can wear my hat and Blue Slide Park and all that like the stuff, but then. I kind of like just stopped listening to hip hop, rap, anything in general for outside of like Top Dog Entertainment type stuff like Absol yeah. and Kendrick and 
J-Rock and Schoolboy Q. They were like the only one, the only rappers that I listened to for a while. Um, but then, so I missed like the Feminine Divine. And I think I missed Swimming whenever that came out. I wasn't in it. But then um, after he died, I listened to Good News. And I just had like such a big reaction to it. Because I was just like, holy shit, is this where he's at now? Why was I not listening to this? And then I listened to Circles, and uh, I liked it. But maybe, maybe, I, maybe that's the key. Maybe I just need a good, strong single to tie it together for me, to pull me in, like a gateway kind of track. So maybe I'll check out Good News. God, I hope it was actually part. called Good News, because I'll feel there, like... the second most listened to. Okay, I was about to say, I'll feel like an absolute ass if I, because, and I, like, kind of knew the background and stuff of Mac Miller and, like, the, his troubles and everything, sure. and good news is, like, he wrote that, like, as he was dying, or mm-hmm. as he was, he, he, not that he was, like, dying of a disease or anything, right. but, like, he was not on a good path, and it was almost a matter of time before it was going to happen. Yeah, uh, and I think he, the way that he talks in Good News, you can kind of hear that he knows that, and there's, that there's he's that clarity like, kind of yeah. coming through. Yeah, that's but, that's interesting. I, I again, I I love those kind of like really really soulful kind of like revealing all of like who who a person's soul is, right? And I like that kind of like deep connection to the music. And, and so, like, I feel like I should like <laughs> And maybe that's why, maybe it's just me hitting a wall that's like, you, you can't go into something knowing that you should like something. Because yeah. there, there's there's a little bit of rebellion, I think. It's like, fuck you, you're not, you don't know who I am. You don't know what I am. And I'm like, fuck you, I, mean, do I should know me. what I like. <laughs> I should have this shit figured out. But, uh, yeah, so I, I don't know. I, I want to. I want to like Mac Miller. I want to get it. I want to understand what people like about his music, but it's just not, it's not there for me yet. You know what else isn't here for me yet? The end of this year. Oh, I don't think there's any new albums coming out for me. Um, my calendar is complete blank as far as new releases coming out for the rest of this year, but it is the time as mentioned to start getting our, top five picks ready and joey and i discussed this we are going to keep a regular schedule there will be i think a one week delay we're going to be taking off uh at the end of the year just simply because i'm going to be in indiana i'm going back home for a couple of weeks so i won't be able to record an episode so the regular schedule is going to skip an episode but there's going to be a bonus episode with our top fives um the first week of january i believe is when we're hoping to release that. So, uh, look forward to that stuff coming up. Get yours ready as well, uh, you in, in the audience, and as well as you, Joey, the person that I'm talking to. Me! But, um, yeah, just get your top fives ready and let us know what albums hit you good this year. You know, yeah. I, good, good shit. I feel like this year has been very hit or miss for me. But I've also, I feel like half of the stuff I've discovered this year wasn't from this year. So maybe yeah. I'm throwing a bit of that bias into it. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, 
I, I definitely feel that. I think there were a lot of good albums that came out this year, and a lot of good albums that don't feel like they fit the high esteem of being in, in Jeremy's top five <laughs> list, you know? So I, I feel like there are, there are definitely some albums that are already guaranteed to be in my top five, I think, but I think filling out the, the last couple on my on list is going to be a bit of a bit of a struggle because there's just a lot of like good albums that I just yeah. really enjoy and, and listen to this year that don't stand out as being supreme, I suppose, for better or worse. There's also going to be a new genre battle. Hell yeah, there is. And I'm excited about it. I'm super excited. Yeah, we, because... we've crowned the kings of dark pop. Or not dark pop. What a stop pop. pop. Dude, I wish I mean, we were doing dark pop. I'm just in podcast mode and I just <laughs> love dark pop again. But uh, yeah, so we, we, we picked a new genre. Yeah, and it's it's actually a pretty clear genre this time. Unlike our murky waters of Cornwall <laughs> indie and stomp pop. Um, yeah. This this next coming Fortnite's two Fortnite's I guess is New York death metal, and easy. Uh, yeah, e- like it does not get more defined than that. So I'm, and I mean death metal. That's my my yeah, old it's kind of our zone. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm okay with death metal. <laughs> we 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 both have that that kind of metal background. So this should be easy. Maybe, maybe the difficulty will come in finding something truly new as like yeah. a discovery for us so may- maybe that's the the hinge there on this episode we can't just present something that we know is top-notch new york death metal we have to we got to discover something yeah it's got to be that's new, what we're here new. For. yeah i like to be the... new is in time but new isn't t- new to us yeah stuff i haven't heard before like the thing uh there was like three bands that popped up and one of them was baphomet and i was like i used to listen to that band like that yeah. was, that was a band that I actually just like decided to listen to. Right. Also, there's so, Deteriorate. Oh, I love these death metal bands. Artificial Brain, Mortal Decay. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have some interesting words throw at you all next oh, episode God. when we when we unleash our New York death metal picks. I am yeah. a little concerned that there's going to be overlap that we're going to pick the same or similar artists but we will do our due diligence not to do that yeah i think we both kind of generally have a vibe check of, of what the other person might bring to the table and also we generally go about discovering things a little differently so maybe it's not yeah. really an issue but it could happen it and could then, it... and then we'd have to call it a draw and neither of us would be king unlike this week where both of us are king <laughs> Well, maybe it evens out that way. We're both kings this week, so we can't be next time. Yeah, maybe, so. maybe. Who knows? Not me, not you. People, leave comments. Please talk to me. I'm so lonely. <laughs> send, send me messages. Uh, send us some recommendations for music. You can tell us what you're listening to. Get you your 2022 album picks ready. Talk to find out. Start our feedback. Bye. Bye.